Hello and welcome to episode 97 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast, Andrew McCowd, because by midway through you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Liking your energy, Ross. Um, I was slightly concerned that you might have gone off a little bit uh, in the holster, but uh, I reckon <laughs> I reckon you've got plenty in you. So, um, uh, what a World Cup campaign for the Aussies, just quietly. Reaching the semi-finals. Yeah, a man who'd have said Shane Watson modelled his game on. Welcome, Michael. <laughs> Hello, gents, and to the man who was sitting next to me on the plane and wouldn't let me talk to my missus for three and a half hours and we're not going to see each other for a month, <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> Trey is number one Dan Christian fan and our guru. Welcome, Alex. Uh, fellas, and I must say, if Dan Christian was playing in the uh, World Cup, I think we probably would have made the final. Ooh. We made the Today finals. we're in the triangulated Frederick Herald Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production, David, brought to you by our broadcast partners for 2019. Roger David, the dot-com boom, antioxidants, omega-3, fast bat speeds, high bat grips, low full tosses, the block hole, keeping your shape, fast outfield, short boundaries, Chris and Murray's plant farm, Sultans of Sting, Bjorn again, Big Levers, the John Hastings story, Australia's top-selling audiobook autobiography, forward by Clint Mackay, Bowling on leg, hoping for singles, the Adam Zampa story, and don't forget our merchandise on Redbubble. Check out the beanies and the can coolers. Fuck off. Fucking stubby holders, you idiot. <laughs> All right. Sorry to cut you off earlier, David, but, you know, we meant to, we've got a rundown, and you just <laughs> take one line, and then I move to introduce the next person. You know that. We've done this no, for 97 episodes. I'm, you don't understand what sizzle is, Ross. You just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, but I want it to be pithy. Yeah. <laughs> I want a by the books podcast recording. I don't want none of yeah, this chaotic ship. going off doing Harlem Globetrotter style stuff. Ball, I want you to follow the bloody routine, follow the process, and the result will sort itself out. Oh, a fucking incredible yeah, swan. Gin, just let me spread my wings and fly, my friend. Soar like an eagle <laughs> swan. Soar like a swan eagle. Oh, for the 97 episodes, I've been soaring like a fucking dodo, basically. <laughs> soaring so. like a sparrow. <laughs> hey, is. Um, do we have light ice on board as a premier partner? Or are they still, are <laughs> oh, they still going? They've gone to the wall, have they? Oh, oh, no. I haven't seen a light ice in about 15 years. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. Two is new. Light ice. <laughs> they used to sponsor Vic back when they were the Bush Rangers. They used they to be did. the light ice Bush Rangers. Oh, yeah. they and they were the mid-strength. Yeah. Then they were Carlton mid-strength Bush Rangers. Carlton oh, yeah. mid, yeah. yeah. Jeez. They had middling performances when they were sponsored by them. Like, yeah. <laughs> they were lightweights when they were light ice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Easy they weren't heavyweights when they were sponsored by Voi Boi. Voi Boi. Who would have thought we'd talk about light beer to start the episode? Uh, we're just changing right, it up. Moving seeing the as I so correctly cut you off earlier <laughs> in the intros, do you want to say what you're going to say now? Just about positivity, Ross. There's been a lot of negativity in the press <laughs> the last couple of days around the Australian cricket team. Um, but I'm looking at it through a different lens, and I think that uh, I think we can put it down as a successful campaign for the Australian cricket team. No, no excuses. Given the fact that <laughs> well, we are pretty shit, and when Marcus Stoinis is in your team, you're highly unlikely to actually fucking achieve anything. So <laughs> getting to the semi-finals, I thought, was a bloody good effort. I know you've got some thoughts on this, Alex. Yeah, I do. Um, we were shit, and then we weren't shit. So... We're not shit, so we should be making the final. And we're Australian, we should be at least making the final. And that's final. the thing, like, we are Australian, so we just expect it is yeah. our birthright to win World Cups. There is certain, you make a very valid point. Like, we got out of jail with a couple of wins. Uh, one, because our number eight scored 90 odd against Pakistan. West Indies. West Indies, sorry, we West got Indies. out of jail there. And we got out of jail against Pakistan. 
Uh, good bowling yep. by Stark, I think, got us over the line there. Uh, yeah, you can't. You, you, most of the time, unless all of the world shit and we're just least shit, mm. you can't get away with going into a tournament such as this with five players out of eleven performing. Mm. Yeah, and Ross, you and so, I discussed during the week around the team makeup and probably the squad wasn't as good as it could have been given the fact that mm-hmm. when you've got Maxwell and Stoinis in the same team you've effectively got one batsman between two and half a bowler mm-hmm. between the two. Yeah, they're about a yeah, quarter yeah. of a bowler. That was a bowler. very good point you made. Um, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have so a Alex, so I'll take it. It did yes, feel yes, like Michael. the Australian team was uh, one bowler in Stark. Yeah. Um, and then three or four batsmen, so Warner, Finch, and Carey. Uh, yeah. Smith and Kawaja were fine. They So we had sort of five batsmen. But when things um, went badly, we couldn't rely on Maxwell and Stoinis to do anything with the mm. bat. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, the other bowlers come and started off brightly. He took um, 14 wickets in total, but he had nine or something after four games. Sort so, of fell away. Yeah, he sort of fell out. He was okay though. And um, Berendorf had his moment, that five for at Lords. Yeah. But um, that, uh, things like Nathan Lyon uh, took um, uh, four wickets in four games at an average of 60. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, um, Chef's kiss. Yeah, yeah. And Zampa <laughs> took four, um, four uh, matches. He took uh, five wickets, sorry. Mm. Lyon only took three, sorry. He took five. Uh, at 47, so they weren't offering much. The only difference was Zampa goes for 7.15 and over, and Lyon oh. went for 5.3. Yeah. So it was that they had fine, a bit more control right? with Lyon. Yeah. yeah. Mm. What were you going to say, Mick, earlier before we? Oh, I was just going to make a joke about how we got out of jail against Pakistan like Muhammad Amir. But anyway, so <laughs> the moment kind of passed. Yeah. <laughs> Is Salman had... Butt still yeah. there in jail? Is he? <laughs> <laughs> you had. Um, uh, then Berendorf, yeah, five games. He took a fifer, and he took nine wickets in total. So just one wicket per match after yeah. that, which is not mm. not that bad, but just yeah, not setting the world alight. And I think, um, obviously Maxwell bowled forty nine overs, played all mm. ten games, bowled forty nine overs, took no wickets. Yeah. What what, what rate did he go at? Yeah. What was his EPO? Six, six on the dot, okay. but that's fine. I thought yeah. six for a part timer, that's okay. But yeah, no part time off spinner in a one day, six isn't too bad. Yeah. And you're not yeah. expecting them to winkle out a lot of wickets, but you'd like him to get no. one or two, break a partnership. He and bowled, in, he bowled in eight games. You'd think yeah. he'd get four wickets, four or five or something. Yeah, like I don't mind that. The same with Stoinis. He bowled <laughs> okay. And they're they're yeah, both he, technically he a fifth okay. bowler, but they're sort yeah. of fifth and sixth, I suppose, in the lineup. Yeah. Well, Stoinis did bowl okay. He got um, seven wickets in eight games. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, average of 34. Just, just on six and over. So, you know, that's okay. I, I was thinking with Stoinis, he was fortunate in the fact that Cummins and Stark initially got wickets at the top of the order. Oh, yeah, put pressure. So, therefore, yeah. you, you can't really attack that fifth, sixth bowler because you're four for 
20 or for, you know, 4 for 80 or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. But it, that's the, obviously the game plan. So for yeah. me to say, oh, he was lucky because we got wickets early, yeah. that's the point of fucking cricket, right? It's yeah, it's, early, so. yeah, it's like oh, Maxwell didn't come in at an appropriate time in the semi final. He came in way too early. Oh, it's because we lost a whole heap of Yeah, yeah. Right? And uh, in, yeah. in the semi, we missed someone like Sean Marshall, Usman Kawaja, where yes. you lose yep. two wickets quickly. So your openers are gone, right? Yeah, Fincher yeah. Warner are the ones who got all the runs throughout yes. the whole tournament. Yes. And one of them would invariably get a score. Like yeah. It might be 80, might be 100, might be yeah. 150 like Finch, right? Yeah. But if that doesn't happen, we saw it against, I think it might have been Pakistan or West Indies, yeah. when, when we did fuck it up early. Good. Yeah, and it was yeah. got 80 or 90, like, yeah. you know? So we really yeah. missed him in that in that semi. Yeah, it was, it was unfortunate because uh, that was Langer's plan all along. He had this squad where he thought these players are more accumulator scorers, more test players. But he had the plan that I want that number four, that if we lose two quick wickets, then they can rebuild. Yeah. And yeah. it's unfortunate that both of them got injured because they, uh, yeah, they're both there to do the same job. That's why only one of them played. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just unlucky. And it would have yeah. been perfect if Usman or even Sean Marsh had come in when they were two for 12 and just, you know, batted at that strike rate of mid-80s. Uh, Usman yeah. had a decent World Cup, 250s, high yeah. score of 89, made 316 runs, average of 35, so you know, it's like decent. He's good, yeah, he's a good yeah. cricketer. And you yeah. see why they bought in Hanscom instead of Wade is because they wanted Hanscom to do that job yeah. that Usman would normally yeah. do, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, obviously, yeah, but the only... The only I understand the theory behind bringing Hanscom in, but the the reason Wade would have been better to bring in, and this is just um, an opinion, but he's been playing cricket. Yeah, Hanscom's just been hanging around the squad, doing this, doing that. Like I know Hanscom's, Hanscom's been playing for Australia right, in the game. Okay, well, all right. Let me playing. retract that. Wade's been playing well for Australia, right? Because Hanscom hasn't been fucking spoken about. When every report you read has Wade making a fucking ton in English yeah, conditions in a one-dayer. So how about you pick the cunt who was one of your best bats in your fucking domestic comp and then goes overseas to where you're playing and fucking makes tons! <laughs> it does I can seem see good. the reason they went for um, Hanscom because he's a middle-order player. He was He's batting at four in that Australia A team. Is more the accumulator. He he played well against India and Pakistan in um, the lead up to the World Cup and was considered the most unlucky player to miss out on the squad. So I can follow that logic. However, you know another a, perhaps a braver call or better call might have been yeah Wade coming at three and just be another hitter and then Smith at four. But, but the um, thing too is like Wade should have been in those squads. Should have been playing in no, those teams that went to Pakistan and India as well. Yeah, yeah, and that's a flaw. That's a flaw in the system as well because he should have been in that side when instead of Hanscom probably then. So like the problem is I get the whole theory that they're different bats and I understand that. But Wade bats. I know T Twenty's not the same, but he bats up the pointy end in one days for his state and in T Twenty. So it's not like he can't bat in the top four for Australia. Like, yeah, I just that's fine. Yeah. I think the main. I think the main thing. reasoning behind the Hanscom selection is that the Australian selectors and the coaching staff, barring probably Ricky Ponning, are all fucking idiots. So, <laughs> uh, I think sometimes what happens is when you select a team, you know, people look at numbers and whatnot, but sometimes you just got to look at two people and go, who's a better cricketer? 
yeah. and then be brave yeah, yeah, enough yeah. to pick that person, yeah. right? So if Wade's a better and cricketer than Hanscom, yeah. then yeah. you just need to be. Yeah. And it's not like they haven't made yeah. out of the blue selections outside of squads before. Yeah. When someone's an yeah. incumbent, semi-incumbent, and they don't get picked, they pick yeah. fucking someone else. Yeah. Like fucking, Some random cunt. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump well, over. Ashton yeah. Agar, yeah. for example, yeah. just gets picked out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. But, um, yeah. what my issue is, well, I don't understand this now. You guys who opened the batting, can you what's the difference... Of like, why can't you pick three openers and one bats at three? I don't reckon. It doesn't like because yeah, I, I understand in like maybe Test cricket that oh they can't play spin because they're an opener or whatever that they mm-hmm. open and so they're most likely going to get in facing fast bowling. Mm-hmm. But it's you in a, one day like you're going to face spin Everything, bowling right? pretty yeah. quickly. So I don't know like. Leary was the number three, and he moved up to be an opener. He didn't yeah, in theory, that's him. what the Australian team's been doing. Like in theory, realistically, at some stage, Finch, Warner, Kawaja, and Marsh have all opened one-day cricket for Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, that's why right. they, they had three point, yeah. yeah, my point was like, well, you don't need to pick a middle order bat because no. it's not yeah, that yeah. much, especially if there's two wickets within fifteen balls. What's the difference? Yeah. Other than you're walking out and you walk past someone yeah. when you walk out instead they of you just walk that, out with someone. Yeah. They also, I don't know if Wade has difficulties with spin, but they knew that England were only going to play one spinner. They dropped Moali a while ago. Yeah. They'd just been yeah. playing Rashid. Mm. So it wasn't like they got three spinners or something. You weren't going to... Yeah, and the other know. thing, like, and I know like we, we probably harp on this a bit too much, but the thing with Wade as well compared to Hanscom, if you're just going to compare them side by side... Um, Wade seems to have a broader skill set. Like, I know everyone goes, oh, Hanscom can keep. No, he's a batsman who puts gloves on and stands behind the stumps. He can't keep. Wade actually is a keeper, no matter what people want to say. He actually is a keeper. He can bowl 130 Ks and get hit for six runs and over like Stoinis and Maxwell. And he's actually, when he's running around, he's not a fucking bad fielder either. Yeah, good point, Mick. Yeah, he's, yeah. Just a, he's a good cricket and he's probably a more even more yeah. a higher skill set in batting like he's probably I think he's probably got yeah. more yeah. shots than he can play on the front and back foot instead yeah. of just the back foot which yeah. is what Hanscom can yeah. I mean it works yeah. for, <laughs> it obviously works his style regardless and of the main thing and the main thing Wade would bring to the team which you know we don't really have now because Warner's decided to be a nice bloke is Wade's a cunt <laughs> and he's got prick in him and you know it doesn't fucking hurt to have a little bit of prick in you it's interesting, though, that... Um, Speak for yourself. Okay, yeah, we've got two injuries, <laughs> and that was a batsman and the reserve batsman in Kawaja and Sean Marsh, so yeah. they need to bring in a batsman. But it was almost like we needed this batsman to come in, whether it be Hanscom or Wade, and, like, make the team better. Not yeah, be, like, yeah. you know... If, if you think in different circumstances, the new player might have come in and they shuffled everyone they might have batted seven, but not in yeah. this team. In this team, they had to bat four. Uh, yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah. Because they weren't that strong at protecting that uh, weak uh, middle order of um, maximum scores. <laughs> at at fifth, five and six, and as you saw in the semi final, Carey went to five. Like it's yeah. just, it's really, it's just, it's unusual to see that. Yeah, um, and he probably should have batted at five the whole tournament. Really think about it. Easy to say hindsight yeah. and stuff, yeah. but the way it's, he, it's interesting. Yeah, in those ODIs in Australia, the three against India in January, he did open for a few games and it wasn't really his go. But then I think in some of them he settled. Uh, maybe the India ones over there. He he was batting about five, I think, and six, and we were we were kicking up because Maxwell was batting below him at seven, 
But and Langer said that was his plan. Langer as uh, Maxwell to bat at seven. It was ah oh, stupid. He's a batsman. He's got to bat in the top order and all that stuff, you know. And, yeah, and then he came to the World Cup semi final. Where did he end up batting? Seven, and he didn't yeah. do a great job of it either. Yeah. yeah. So, I think uh, that could be the last time you see Glenn Maxwell play fifty over cricket for Australia. Oh, I reckon it might be the last time we see the Stoinkos play fifty over cricket, at least for about uh, a year. Well, the Maxwell dismissal, Steve Smith was uh, wild about it, very pissed oh, off yeah. out on the field. Yeah. And he's normally he's, like yeah. not quite reserved and not outlandish in all his like actions and mannerisms. He sort of keeps it inside, yeah. you know, a bit of a Steve Moore <laughs> type here. So. <laughs> no, you know, been, the guys who should have been wild were the um, nine other batsmen when Warner turned to Finch and said, yeah, review that one, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought he hit it. It sounded like there was two sounds, but he missed it by a foot. He hit his pad, I think. No, he, he just yeah. smashed his bat in the back of his pad. Uh, one of the things that this... Uh, I know we're jumping around a bit, yeah. but um, that's right. So Maxwell's stats, 10 innings, 177 runs, that highest score of 46, not out. Average of 22. Strike rate of 150, though. So, I mean, if, if he did that, say, as a Lance Klusner type batting at eight or nine, that would have been great. But he's not, yeah. uh, as you say, zero wickets. You can't do that job. You can't be a powder puff and bat at five. You've got to have some substance to you. Uh, he's only unlucky once, too, with that run out with Usman when he was 30 or 15 balls. Oh, yeah. Well, all yeah, the other dismissals were his yeah. doing. Um, that that slower ball that Archer got him with, it's just like, you're just not a smart cricketer, eh? And... Um, Smith is there signalling, gesturing knuckleball to him after the delivery. It's just clear. Well, the, the thinking is that he'd told him beforehand, look out for the knuckleball, the slower ball. And that he just yeah, couldn't, couldn't see it, couldn't handle it, whatever. Yeah. You know what pisses me off? Sorry, David. No, what pisses me off? I'm getting a bit mixed style here. Yeah, what pisses you off? Is, what really grinds your gears, Alex? What, yeah. what happened to Maxwell and Warner is that they're just completely surprised and shocked about a ball nipping off the pitch or something. You know, Warner was just oh. surprised at this angled bat yeah. that he gave a ball. Whoa! You hear him go like that. It's like, come <laughs> on, mate. You're, you're the, one of the best bats in the world. You can't act like, oh, fuck it. I didn't expect that to happen. You know? You just go out. It pisses me off. That's what I do when I play cricket. <laughs> Look what they do. Oh, I moved off the straight. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. I, I played down the line of the ball. What have you got a two piece out of here? <laughs> just that fucking pissed me off. Anyway, just an interlude. Yeah, Go, fair ball. enough. What you going to say? No, no, keep going. going. It's right. interesting in that game, two of them. Um, I've got a deep dive on this, on both semi finals actually. In this oh. game, Awokes and Rashid, I looked them up early in the tournament, and they're both averaging 50 with the ball after about yeah. four or so games. Both have an absolute shock as a Mo Ali too, yeah. all three of them. Then our main destroyers, uh, Wokes, obviously got top order wickets, uh, and then one at the end, and um, then Adil Rashid spun a web through there, spinning he like I hadn't seen him do it. He didn't spin a web. He didn't spin a web. Let me just put okay. that clear. There's articles about the secret of Rashid's greatness and shit throughout the week. He bowled a half tracker every fucking over. He just bad batting back. doesn't make you a good bowler. <laughs> yeah, I agreed. A, a bloke who bats at fucking four, uh, six can't pick a robin. Pathetic. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the wickets. The other two wickets are blokes 
trying to take him down town. It's not, not particularly good bowling. I didn't, and he got they out. They weren't Cummins. deceived. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Kerry oh, got caught anyway. on the fence trying to hoik him in the fucking stands. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't deceived by a ball either. It wasn't like he. It was a leading edge or a miss hit because he didn't get to the pitch of the ball. He got to the pitch of the ball. He just played a shit shot. Anyway, that's my opinion on that. No, that's a good point. He had, I'll give him this. He got good figures, though. 3 for 54 off 10. He hadn't been getting figures like that through the rest of the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, the, uh, yes, talking of Stoinis, eight matches, seven innings, 87 runs, with a highest score of 22. <laughs> uh, average of 14.5, striking at 77. Oh, two, yes. Two ducks. Two ducks. <laughs> And one when it counted the most too. Uh, so you're and that pitiful. right there, all that all that information you just read out right there, Ross, is the exact reason why all these people that call for Shane Warne to be involved in Cricket Australia are fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so to compare with uh, Nathan Coulter, no, he only had three innings, but he made 98. <laughs> and struck him at 136. Hellboy scoring 92. Yeah. yeah. You know what I like innings. about those stats? Is none of it was above par. Yeah, yeah. even Maxwell, you're like, oh, yeah, he went at 150 though, so he was striking quickly. Yeah, at least yeah, he, you yeah. know, had some, something going. Yeah, for yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> none of that's above par. Like, average of what? Below 10. 14 or something. Or 14.5. But the thing is, striking at 70. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with Stoinis, too, is that he gets talked about like he's this big powerhouse clearing pickets, you know, like. Lance Klusner, Lance Cairns type, big, huge monster <laughs> of a human being. And all he does is block it and nerdle it around. It's like, uh, dude, yeah. like, what's the point? He had that one game at that strange rugby ground, Eden Park in yeah. yes. Auckland, where he Story smashed time. 140 or something, batting at eight or nine, which is probably where he should have been batting, uh-huh. given those numbers. <laughs> um, and yeah, and everyone, they just blew their wad over that. And yeah, yeah. Just forgot that uh, his name's not Lance Stoinis, it's Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the, uh, the... Andrew Simon's come good after a very long period of time of being shit. So I think people are yes. like... It's like the Warnie thing. Like, oh, no, we've got to get a gun leg spinner. Well, you know, you just got to give all around his time, then they'll come good. Yeah. No. Right. Uh, just pick a fucking person so, to play cricket. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think... You can see, again, which was pointed at the time, the folly of not having a backup all-rounder in the squad. You know, a like-for-like, like, a Stoinis replacement. Because mm, um, yeah. they didn't. They had too many bowlers. Um, here's one. I only realised this yesterday when I looked up their batting and bowling averages. Kane Richardson was in the squad. Yeah. yeah. He played two games. That was just a waste. Oh, cold He yeah. played? So, I don't even remember him playing two, two games. games. Yeah, he played he a couple early five from wickets. memory. Yeah, yeah he, I he think he played against wins. Pakistan. Yeah, when they dropped Zampa. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. He played didn't he two. replace Colton Isle in a game four. after they soured on him as well, I think? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Colton yeah. Isle had played five games, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was that was poor. That, I mean, that was pointed out at the time when the squad was named. And Stoinis, it's, it's the hardest... Spot in the team, the all-rounder. You're the fifth bowler. You're going to bowl close to ten overs every game. Got a bat at number six. Expected to make uh, runs. Well, that was a structure. It's physically demanding. So, and and he broke down with the side strain and that. So it was really poor not to have another like for like, you know, pace bowling all-rounder in the squad. And the obvious one is Mitch Marsh. I know he was woefully out of form. 
and you know wasn't playing Forever. one day cricket. But, um, if he's yeah. the next best, I think you just got to take him. Dan Christian's the next best, God damn it. Well, that's that's true, but he's not playing one day cricket for Victoria, so. Yeah. So um, Cambridge has lost his state. Pakistan, he got one not out and two for sixty-two, and he played oh, good against day. Sri Lanka also and got three for forty-seven. Okay, yeah, they didn't do badly, but no, it's uh, not horrible. Yeah. But not against two sort of good sides. Let's just say that. It's interesting. I know. Um, Mitch Marsh, you know, he's had a lot of selection luck, you might call it, over the times. And, you know, a few years ago, he was batting at four in the one-day team, you might remember. (laughs) I actually think that uh, his go, uh, because, you know, his go might be doing a Watto and opening the batting. There you go. Right. Uh, In one-day cricket, because the field's up and he just plonk his front foot down and hit through the line. Fitch at the final. The hardest, the hardest thing, mate, is anyone who's got amb- ambition to do that in the Australian side, we already arguably have two of the best ODI opening yeah, bats true. in the world. Contrary to yeah. what anyone thinks of Finchie, he's fucking got the numbers to back he that does. statement yeah, up. And yeah. so does Warner. So the problem is, is like, why that, you, you might raise a good point, that might be the spot for him. The spot's yeah. not fucking available. No, it's not going to be available for a while. Yeah. People oh. bagging out Finchie for getting a golden blob in the final. No. He made um, 507 runs yeah, in the yeah. tournament. Yeah. Plenty of blokes have opened the batting and made a golden blob in a final. Like You can't blame them if you lose. No, no. no. Ball. Second baller. He has it was his... a second baller. <laughs> Even the best players have weaknesses, and we all know his weaknesses. He gets the front pad in the way and misses them. He was getting castled there for a while. He used He's to have just a thing got Chip him to cover and stuff. Yeah. He seems to have got that out of his game. He's, he's got to start trying to put it back over the bowler's head. That's what he's uh, just He got a good ball too. It yeah. swung late. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. late. And like, uh, yeah. I think they would have got out just about every opener in world cricket. I don't care who you are. Hey, yeah. Ross, listen to these numbers, mate. 119 matches, 4,500 runs, high score of 153, an average of 40, and he's made yeah. f- 1,500s. Like, it's pretty yeah. good going. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, two tons, three fifties in this World Cup, uh, yeah. one day. And captained well, like he he did captain. Yeah, really oh, well. yeah, he did a great job as captain. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. So uh, I guess it'd be interesting to see. I was thinking that you know the pressure of a semi-final is difficult. A World Cup semi-final is difficult to replicate now in one-day cricket because we have bilateral series. The yeah. triangular tournament is dead. Has yeah. been for a little while. And it's certainly dead going forward because they're just going to be best of threes, three-game yeah. bilateral series. Yeah. So it's interesting. And the Champions Trophy is apparently gone. As you know, it's I know it's like Lazarus. It's died and come back to life <laughs> a few times. But where do you get that practice of playing the high-stakes 50-over game now? You might have a domestic yeah. final, perhaps. Yeah. But, um, yeah, those sort of regular triangular tournaments, it's not really there. I guess you've got um, if it? if a three game series is one all, then the third yeah, one is a bit of a final. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, a good way to combat that, Ross, from an Australian perspective, because I don't care about anyone fucking else, is um <laughs> we tend towards the end of a summer to go play some like one days in New Zealand or something. Mm. And New Zealand's like it's it's a flight away, like the national the rugby league in in Australia has a team in New Zealand. They regularly play there. Rah, rah. Why couldn't we get New Zealand, us, and whatever internationals out here visiting us and play at Tri-Nations 
between across the three countries. I mean, the two countries, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And do well, it that way, the... and then you will get finals mm. and everything. Yeah. Well, when England were out here last, mm. uh, they did that. It was at T twenty one, and they picked okay. three in Australia, yeah. three in New Zealand, then a final. So yeah, I, I agree with you. We should do that, and then we could wrap the Chapel Hadley into it as well. Yeah. Because that's what they do in the rugby union. They have the Trans Tasman tests, which yeah. and stuff, with, and the fucking Springboks or whatever, and then they're part of the Bladders Low as well. I don't know. Yeah. Fucking rugby, but um, yeah, yeah ah, it's a good idea, and I don't know why you wouldn't make it happen every year with yeah, the touring but, team. But, but uh, that, yeah, if they're going <laughs> on to tour New Zealand as well, great. But if they just go for three one days, well then they tick off three one days against them and three one days against Australia and Australia and New Zealand play every year for the Chapel Hadley, the dueling mustaches. Makes That's a lot it. of sense. Um, yeah. Ross, so mm. the, another type of World Cup in the world is the football or soccer World Cup. Mm. Now, mm. do you reckon a good way of getting experience in knockout games would to be having qualifications for a said World Cup instead of just playing in it because yeah. you're a legacy member of a test-playing nation? Mm. Probably not enough yeah, teams. That's true. Well, I think this well, ODI teams. League... There's fucking this... like 16 or 18. You can... Yeah, that's not enough teams, is yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I, I mean, like... New... Yeah. Futures Tour program with the ODI League, it's meant to be like that. Except you don't qualify by region, which is what happens in the yeah. Soccer yeah, World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm just going to say, there isn't really too much knockout stuff in soccer or football because you just play friendlies or you're playing in a tournament to either yeah. make it yeah, you're to playing the World the qualification Cup or you're playing in the World yeah. Cup. Yeah, yeah. There's not yeah. too much yeah. finals-like atmosphere there other than club yeah. football. No, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Well, there isn't any it's an interesting, either. It's just interesting win, point yeah. that yeah. Um, I'd have to read up about this, but um, it was a home World Cup in a. I know, like it went to the ten team World Cup, but looking at previous World Cups, it makes me wonder. Uh, Soccer World Cup, the home nation qualifies automatically. Doesn't matter yeah. where you finish or what yeah. what yeah, you're yeah, ranked, yeah. You, know, you qualify. Because it's in that country, and so that's like you know, you might say that's an anachronism or a bit odd or whatever, but that's just the way it is. I like it. Yeah. So applying that to cricket, so then in this tournament, I know it was the ten, but if it wasn't the ten, you would have seen uh, Scotland, Ireland, and the Netherlands potentially (laughs) qualify for this tournament. Because I've wondered now. I look back at a few World Cups. Two thousand three World Cup was in South Africa games in Zimbabwe and Kenya as well and Namibia were there yeah mm-hmm. so did they qualify or were they like a, a home host no well, I think it's similar to how Bub, was it Bermuda, Bermuda. who got into the West yeah. Indies one yeah I think yes. something yeah. I think the cricket one did for a while where you effectively get two teams so like when we hosted 92 it was us and New Zealand both hosted so we were <laughs> like no no but we were both oh, in sorry yeah yeah, yeah 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 we were both in so yeah. I just think that's the way the cricket's done it for a while yeah yeah, and I think, well, maybe they just did it for a few World Cups. I know 99 World Cup, Scotland and Scotland was in it. But, mm. yeah, yeah. And there were games in Ireland and, and that. Yeah. But, yeah, that Namibia, like they've never been before or since. And Bermuda, never before or yeah. since. So did they sort of qualify as a host nation or a home country or something like that? Yeah. Mm. Yep. No, not really sure. But no, I think that would be a good idea. But anyway, I, I don't think the 10-team World Cup was... Um, was too bad. I didn't mind it. It seemed to be pretty good. Um, uh, I just don't good, like... in, good, in fact. I didn't like the. I don't like the closed nature of it. 
wanted, I would like it to be bigger, but yeah. you know. I do know what like I love the, the format. The format is annoying. It's just the league. It's like a any yeah, yeah. league. It's just yeah, yeah. weird. Yeah. You know what I loved about yeah. it is that the whole thing got structured for India to get their way at every single turn, and the cunt still couldn't fucking make the final. And then they come out the next day and go, oh, I don't think it's fair that the best team of the whole tournament can get knocked out straight away by the fourth best team. I don't think that's acceptable. So you watch next World oh, Cup, yeah, we're going to go to like the McIntyre final system or something. Guarantee it. You've heard it here first. That will happen in the next World Cup. Yeah, 1v2, the, yeah. the old McIntyre final four. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they already do that in the IPL. Yeah. 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 And it actually, it makes sense. If you're going to have a league rather than a cup, you really yeah. should reward first place. Mm. Yeah. yeah, other than the one v two final. Yeah. Uh, With a bigger reward, Mick, a bigger reward. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting point, Mick, because every team knows the conditions before the tournament starts. They haven't changed the rules during the tournament. <laughs> and net run rate came up again as an issue. And I actually did a, a bit of a deep dive on net run rate, and I won't bore you with all the fascinating things I found out. Except <laughs> all the fascinating things. All, all of the fascinating the, things. All the multiple fascinating things about yeah. net run rate. So you would, think, you would think net run rate was based on how many overs you face, but it's not. It's based on if the innings went for 50 overs. So I'll give you an example. You might remember that game in New Zealand where Australia lost to New Zealand in the previous World Cup. Really low scoring. Australia bowled out for 150 in 30 overs. And then New Zealand came out and McCollum smashed them and then they fell in a hole and they got them 9 down in 30 overs or something. Yeah. So Australia lost uh, a net run rate of negative 3 in that one game. Jesus. Yes. And New Zealand got a positive 3.8 and Australia got a negative 3.8. Amazing. And part of it's based on the fact that Australia effectively, for net run rate calculations, they made 150 off 50 overs. That's how it's calculated. Oh, oh Jesus. The fact that they only lasted 30 doesn't come into it, yes. Back your overs. Like who wrote this? Yeah. Duck, did Duckworth Lewis write this system no. as well? No, they didn't. So <laughs> no, This is prior to Duckworth Lewis. So the, the thinking, one of the ideas that came up from the last World Cup was that... Um, a Duckworth-Lewis uh, win number would be better. So say if, um, oh, I can't think of the example now, oh, but say uh, you beat a team, uh, you know, they make 250 and you chase it down in the 42nd over, a three down, then yeah. what would you be your projected score at the end of 50 overs? Oh, it would be 310, say, so you got a plus 70 as a win. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it would—I don't know how it worked that way, but there was a way to do it. So you get a a number, a victory, and you get yeah, and it just—it would seem well, Duckworth Lewis is better, or you know, over the years it's proved to be pretty good. So this would could possibly Especially be a better system than net run rate. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yes, but net run rate has been around for ages. It's '92 World Cup it came in. Um, it's not new. There were issues in '99 with it. There's issues every World Cup with it. But teams just got to be better. You know, it's, it's not I new, it, and it's yeah. Is it is it because it doesn't um, promote a good game, and it also promotes people mm. happily losing a game, but protecting their net yeah. run rate, as in not scoring. Yeah, it doesn't promote positive premium. Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So You're right. The there is you, there is something go, with how it's calculated that yeah. is is if you don't think you're going to win, you should shut up shop. Yeah. To protect yeah. your net run rate. Yeah, and see out the full fifty overs and nerdle yeah. it around. 
Yeah. I explains yeah. why Donny played this World Cup. <laughs> net run rate specialist. <laughs> Every team needs a net run rate specialist. We've got Stoinis if we didn't fucking Maybe that's what Stoinis was doing. Stoinis thing the wrong way. <laughs> it just here just happens to go out, not be able to pick Robin. Right. But yeah, <laughs> trying to get that net run rate up in the semi final. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. So um, interesting that Australia versus England game. You know what it felt like to me on after a few days of you know sitting in a darkened room just thinking about it, rocking back and forth. Yeah. It was like one of those five games we played against England twelve months ago when Tim Payne was captain. Oh, we got shit on. Uh, they just they we if we batted first, Sean Marsh made a ton and we made about two hundred and thirty, and England yeah. came out and just blitzed it. And that it's like they wound the clock back and they remembered how they played against us twelve months ago and just did it to us again. Well, it's yeah. about time. Replace been, Sean well, Marsh with um, Steve Smith. Yeah. In all honesty, England's ODI team have been fucking irrelevant since '92, right? So they've done, mm-hmm. they haven't fucking achieved anything. Yes. Well, didn't no, they might have won a Champions Trophy somewhere in there? But probably not. I don't think they. No, have. They I don't did. think they have. They never they won, won a T20 World Cup, didn't they? Did yeah, they win a T20 World Cup? They won a World T20 in 2010. That's not ODI. So therefore, they've been fucking irrelevant for that long. Yes. And. Oh, good on the little guys for actually punching up and getting somewhere towards relevance after fucking 30 years of doing sweet fuck all. Those plucky little scares. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they invented the fucking game and haven't been good at it for fucking 30 years. Honestly, <laughs> it's fucking embarrassing. If I was an English supporter, I'd be embarrassed to be celebrating this time around <laughs> because of all the fucking times good I haven't spin. had a chance to celebrate. Great spin, you fuck them. And I hope the fucking Kiwis <laughs> kick the shit out of them. Because I'll get all these text messages from fucking dickheads I know in Perth, who because everyone's fucking English or South African in Perth, they all talk about how good they fucking are. You've done nothing. You've achieved nothing. <laughs> all you've done, all you've achieved is the right to lose a Cricket World Cup. That's all you've, that's all you've achieved. I like how you said that they should feel embarrassed because I felt embarrassed the five times Australia won the World Cup. No, no, but we've been good. <laughs> right? and we deserve to win. And they haven't won it yet. They haven't won, they haven't won anything. That's Except correct. for the hearts of some fucking ex-cricketers who all of a sudden want to come out of their Piers fucking Morgan, cave and talk about how good they are. Yeah. Mate, you average fucking 20 and your strike rate was four. Fuck off. You don't know anything about ODI <laughs> cricket. Oh, I reckon to win a World Cup, you need... What the fuck do you know about winning World Cups, mate? Here's you haven't even yeah, seen one. one. Here's a tip how to predict the final scoreboard from one of those guys. Yeah. When you got runs you got at 30, yeah. at least, you just double it. Ah, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Just double it at 30. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Anyway, to our English listeners... Don't give a fuck, I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> for your sake, I hope you don't lose by too much, but um, yeah, hopefully New Zealand kicked the shit out of it. Want to see Lockie Ferguson of... hit someone in the fucking head, draw a bit of blood, <laughs> hopefully bare so. Um, and Trent Bolt, I want him to get 14 for 6, that's yeah. what I want him to get. Yeah, we get it King Yeah. Go, Mick. Um, I was going to say, just speaking of like the English supporters and all that type and all this thing as well, I just, I just want to say to the. Um, to the people of England, the entire people of England, the media, the, the commentators, the whole, the whole... Yeah, all of you out there. If you mm. haven't looked at a beautiful, lush cricket ground and wanted to take your fucking shoes off and walk across it barefoot, you're not fucking a cricketer. That's all Langer did. He goes, look how good that surface is, boys. How yeah. good would it be to walk across this prick barefoot? And they all fucking did it. And if you haven't yeah. ever done that before, you're not a proper fucking cricketer. Nothing That's better than that. Nothing better than the world. 
It's because the Poms just rape and pillage lands as far as the eye can see. And us Aussies, we're one with the fucking earth. We love it. We want to be down there. Sniffing the grass, kid. Get it between your toes, get it. I was born in the red lobe of the valley, mate. That's it. You know. You know about the earth. Live it off the fat. Maybe that's why um, uh, they didn't select... Oh, now I can't remember his fucking name. Wade. It's because he just hates wearing barefoot. He's always wearing yeah. shoes or sandals. Sandals, man. Like, sandals, nah, man. Sandals, man. We've, sandals, we've got to walk like out of the field barefoot. He's like, can I wear man. sandals with socks? Yeah. He Interesting says, take. No, that's it. You're not in the side. No. <laughs> you can't wear socks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How long would you I think Langer asked Wadey, what, do you, what, what were your thoughts on the Karate Kid remake with Jaden Smith? And Wadey said, Karate <laughs> fucking sucks, and he never picked him. <laughs> <laughs> Karate kid, more like karate yeah. shit. That's it, get I've got, out. <laughs> I've, done, I've done my whinging pom for the, oh, for the day. Yeah, yeah. Good on you. Thanks. On you, David. Uh, just back to the cricket briefly. No. Uh, no. Steve Smith was a little bit unlucky no. with his Oh, a little up. bit? Kissed yeah, the bottom of his nuts, that fucking yeah, ball. On the gooch. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen that it. before. No, that's just bad running technique. If you don't run with your clock, if you don't run with your legs shut, you're bound to get run out. You've got to be better, Steve. Never Max Stride either. He was full Max Stride, which left that gap. You just got a half stride. Exactly. That's fucking very unlucky. Yeah. Very unlucky. If he was if he was lazily walking between the wickets, it would have just hit him in the ass, and he'd still be in. I don't know. I'm over the fucking cricket. Oh, oh, really? Oh, Diddums. Oh. Okay. I tell you who's not over the cricket. Mark Taylor. I know you guys, none of you are watching uh, Gem like I do. No, uh, there's no free people here, but, but, Yeah, but um, he is like effervescent. He's almost bubbling over. He's that happy and excited to be there. When um, This is a good segue into the New Zealand-India game. When they had to go to the second day, the guy who was hosting had to go host State of Origin... So Tubby and Neil, rather than, rather than being the trifecta where they just sit there and the host says something, they sort of answer questions, Tubby was in the driver's seat. No, nice. did he own it? He Have dominated from the driver's seat. Was he good, seat. Ross? He even, they, they crossed back over to the coverage, and he even called a couple of balls and threw to the ad ah. break like he'd been doing it since he retired from playing cricket. You know, mm-hmm. Who would have thought he yeah. could handle that? The, the hey. worst part is that when Mark Taylor's the best cricket commentator in Australia, you've got some issues. <laughs> oh, he's, I will give him points. He's, yeah, he's fine. I'd say he's fine, but he brings excitement and passion to it. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. just sit back and drool words out of his mouth. He really is buzzing. He's up and about. He's he's up the for same it. could be said for friggin' Slater. No, but he's a dickhead. He brings excitement yeah. and passion. Mark yeah, Taylor has better judgment on what anecdotes to tell yeah. and <laughs> when to when to rein it in. Yeah. And he it seems like he might judgment. actually have respect from other commentators, unlike Slater. Mm. Complete silence <laughs> whenever he tries to bring someone else into the conversation. Yeah. I haven't like heard... Well, as I, uh, Michael Slater... Michael Slater talked about Bon Jovi during... Yeah, the killers. He was talking about the killers. Tubby didn't talk about that. Yeah. He threw in a reference to the 96 semi where Australia were 4 for 15. He said, they're going okay. They're only 3 for 15. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good gag. That's Michael's, a good one. He said, they'll be Michael's, all right. We were 4 for 15, and we won that one. <laughs> the best thing about Tubby, too, is he doesn't say broilant. <laughs> Brilliant. What were you going to say, Alex? Heels was oh. pretty good. Healy, to me, always looks like a bit of a Thunderbird, a mannequin type, sitting on a couple of phone, phone books to get up to the same height as the other people at the desk. 
and he's good. He just has a bit of a funny smile occasionally, like his his jaws on one of those um, yeah puppeteer strings <laughs> just goes up and well, down. Anyway, better than better than Kerry O'Keefe friggin' Night of the Living Skeletal, Dead yeah. style. Oh like, fucking Jesus! Like, you know when they pull out like a a mummy out of the you know. King Tut's tomb or whatever, and like oh. the lips are all like the lips over Cheeks the teeth, sunken, and like, yeah. and like just stuck to the. Te- That's what his mouth looks like. What were we gonna say about Michael Slater? I was gonna say Michael Slater joking about how he doesn't do any fucking research on stats and shit pissed me off too. It's like joking about being shit at your job, at your job. Like you shouldn't yeah. be doing that in public. You should be doing that if you have a desk job like me. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that in the public. Pissed me off. <laughs> Don't you um, do that stuff we, off air too? We like, did uh, have... Yeah. Yes. We did have a request now that we're speaking about commentators from mm. our number yeah. one negative listener, Tip Madsen. Oh, yes. So yeah. he should, we should say <laughs> number our one top negative two positive commentators. Yeah. Our top two... Two positive things and one oh, he negative. He wanted three. Three's too many. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, well, so I've we, just we get... waxed lyrical about Tubby, and I reckon that what they should do is for the final, chuck out the host. They don't need him. Let Tubbs in the driver's seat because he's been really good. He was really good. He put a, a a new black rinse through his hair. It was so black it looked almost purple on Wednesday night. <laughs> so you know, he he was up and about. I'd say full points to Tubbs. He's been my favourite, um, you know, studio commentator of the tournament. Uh, another positive. Uh, Ian Bishop, very good. Uh, great timber in his voice. Often don't understand Ooh. what he's saying, but geez, it's a rich, mellow tone in his voice. Yeah. I think it's pronounced timber. Oh, is it? Right, can I, shall shall I go had this next? Before? Shall I go next? Can, can anyone get yeah, a word in your voice, please, Ross? He's talking about something only you've watched, and I reckon no one else would have watched Freedom of <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe okay. on the final, you all should. Uh, Stream dog about it, mate. And watch it, because Tubby will be Tubby will just be out of his seat. And um, when the ashes come on, you might want to just go. Well, if I'm not enjoying Skull, maybe I'll switch over to Jem and watch a bit of Tubby. Okay, so my two people I liked out of the World Cup commentary that I listened to, as well as everyone else, um, I will say I like Harsha Bogle and always have. Although he's a divisive character. Um, the thing about I like the thing I like about him is he's always upbeat and jovial and can converse with any other commentator. Every man. Um, and I also liked Kumar Sangakara on the last on the semi final. I think that's the only time I've listened to him commentate. I liked him because he didn't get sucked into trying to barrack for a team. He was staying impartial, even though Michael Slater told him he was barracking for Aussies. Yeah, which annoyed me as well. Did it? Yeah, two negative things about those commentators. Kumar Sagakara's voice is weird. I never realised he had a weird voice. Harsha mm. Bogle can sometimes be overly Indian-specific. There you go. Over to you, Mick. Um, all right, so I like... Um, I like Ishigua. I reckon she's quite good. She's, um, she's knowledgeable because she's played the game before. She's not afraid... She doesn't, like, back down from the other guys just because they're the men and rah, rah. She still has a strong opinion and all that. The yeah. only thing that could be a little bit of a negative with her, she, and it happened a little bit, it happened a lot when she was out here for Triple M, and it's happened a little bit in her TV stuff as well. She gets sucked in a little bit to the kind of making jokes and a bit of, you know, rah, rah, rah. But, you know, that's fine. Cause you're in there for a long stint, so I understand that's part of the... Um, 
aspect of doing commentary. My other one would be Kerry O'Keefe, purely because as a child I grew up watching He-Man and it's really good to see Skeletor come to life. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Retired Skeletor. <laughs> and I'm just happy that, I'm just happy Skeletor's a cricket man. It makes means I can relate to him even more, even more. He's angry and he likes cricket. Like It's like me and Skeletor are the same fucking person. It's great. But... Um, yeah, and not that this is what you asked for, but that fucking Ramiz Rajah prick, fuck, he shits me up the wall. But anyway, oh, yes, yeah, so he's terrible. <laughs> Dave, oh, thanks, yes. David. Oh, good. Yeah. So I have gone for an English slam on one, which Ooh. is interesting because I fucking hate the poms. But um, <laughs> my first one is Isagua. I think um, she's. She doesn't make it about herself, right? So she's not in that, oh, when I played, or I yeah, would have done yeah. this, or I would have done that. And yeah. I think she's got a very easy voice to listen to, which makes listening her, to her commentate yes. a pleasurable experience, yeah. Alex. Yeah. And the other one that I really like is Nasser Hussain. Nasser yeah. 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 I think he's got interesting thoughts on cricket. Again, he doesn't talk about... You know, his day or yeah. in the heyday of cricket. Yeah. He just never had one. Yeah, but he just, <laughs> just commentates on cricket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't get overly excited yeah. when someone plays a cover drive, he'll just say, shot. And I will say he's not biased, either. Yeah, he's not biased. Yeah. And he's not overly he's, negative to not be biased. Yeah. He's, he's just he's a good got, commentator. Um, he's got strong opinions, but he backs them up and it's not... Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the thing with a number of those, I think, is they've got to have a voice that you find pleasant and yeah. easy to listen to. And I think uh, Ian Bishop, I like Mike Atherton. He's a bit yeah, like I was going to say, I like Mike Atherton He's as well. He's got a nice voice to listen to. Atherton's sort of yeah. more towards the Richie Benno style, a little bit, you know, just a little bit quieter, but still has opinions of that. That's mm. good. But all the, um, their voices, Ishigua too, could listen Pasha's to those voices all day. And then you contrast voice, yeah. that with Michael Clark. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, or Ian Smith, who just grates oh. me. No, I like oh. him. He's hilarious. I reckon he's, he's not just, hilarious. He's an oh, idiot. I reckon he is because you can't take him seriously. Yeah, he's, he's like he's the he's the change-up guy. You know, He'll to be visually on... look at him is hilarious. But apart from that, yeah. no, I reckon you need him because he just says stuff that like he was on with Michael Slater a few years ago, and Slater was dancing around. Saying, "Oh, he got hit in the private parts in that in that place that uh, really hurts." And Ian Smith just said one word: testicles. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, he also like says him. advantage insert team. Yeah, lot, yeah, which yeah. annoys me. <laughs> advantage <laughs> New Zealand. I th- oh, fuck on. There's only one good Kiwi commentator, and that's my man Simon Dool. I'm afraid. Just oh, yeah, a yeah. really, really good commentator. So let's just talk briefly about the other semi-final. It was New Zealand versus uh, India. New Zealand batted first, made 239 for eight. People kept saying they're batting too slowly. Yeah. Game winning from 67 off 95. Ross Taylor, 74 off 90. Our man, CDG, 16 off 10. Take that. (laughs) Big luck. Big luck. Grand slam. India then came back day two. And I thought, if they can get the top three out for less than 50 each, they're in for a show here. What did they do? Bang, bang, bang. One, one, one. Three for five of 3.1 overs. So Virat Kohli in three World Cup semifinals, he's made nine, one, and one. Oh, just a big game player, isn't he? (laughs) He's the Leon Davis of World Cup. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> played in three B. No, no, he didn't play in three Leon, did he? he played sounds in two. Like, sounds like my grandfather record. <laughs> so it was down to um, Pant and Kartik went out quickly. Uh, Pandya made 30, Pant made 30-odd. MS Dhoni, 50 off 72. and But it was Ravi Jajaja who stole the show. 77 off 59 balls. Four fours and four sixes, and he threatened to get India over the line. Didn't know, did he? To be. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Who got him out, Santa? Who gives a fuck? Someone got him out. Santa is the... Topsy turn the upside-down world of spinners. Yep. No front arm. Um, doesn't really, he doesn't even jump in his stride. There's no real side on things. He just runs in and bowls it. I don't understand how he's good. Like he, He's, I'd say, an average spinner. Mm. But I'd I say, that's easy answered, Alex. He's not good. <laughs> he's not, but I don't, he shouldn't be able to get to that level of cricket with that action. It's the opposite to what you should do Paul when you bowl mate. offies. Like, yeah. But like, he turned the ball. Yeah, at least like, he looked like a fucking idiot. Yeah. But at least he turned the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's the same with Murley. He shouldn't have got there. But he did everything. Yeah. And he was, you know... Joe and both. Uh, they were all a couple of shit ones, didn't they? Oh, I just don't know. The front arm doesn't do anything. Mm. You can't bowl doing... Anyway, it doesn't pivot around the front foot. He just bowls it. I don't know. Back to the spin bowling podcast with Alex. Yeah. What else is on your mind? <laughs> uh, Mitch yeah, Sanders, yeah, like, geez. no chin and weird upward-pointing so, um, nose. Oh, There's some fruit-looking blokes um, in the New Zealand side, Tony, too, isn't there? Uh, <laughs> Bob's a the freak. <laughs> weird little chipmunk mouth. Mitch <laughs> 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 Sanders, like, looks like he should be serving fucking cocktails to the Queen, Mitch Sanders. Oh, no. Bolt's got that clown mouth that you put the ball in. Yeah, exactly. It's the one that cheats where you can't actually put the ball in. It's not big enough for the ball to go. What about Trent Bolt's tiny little mouth? That's what we're talking about. Keep up with the play, Ross. Fuck it, mate. Sorry. The only vegetable Trent Bolt can eat is peas. Uh, well, can't even drink out of those metal straws. Came Wooms. Oh. Go, go, go. I was, I was going to say, Came Wooms with his beard and all that at the moment looks like he should be hosting a painting show on like Channel 31 oh. in like a lovely woolen jumper. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, has anyone watched um, The Handmaid's Tale? He looks like the no. dude out of Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> no, no I Handmaid's haven't, Tale, would you believe? Oh, well, I should talk about it for 25 minutes and not let anyone speak. No one else has seen it. All right. Make it on about fucking Tommy Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got some some words from Malcolm Knox because I thought they were good that um, underlined that Australia and India, he said, entered and left the World Cup with the same weakness, too much weight borne by half the team. In each yeah. match, Australia and India were carrying passengers. And that was noticeable with the Indian middle order, 4, 5 and 6. They just chucked them all out. Rish uh, Pant came in. But, uh, yeah, they chucked out their 4, 5 and 6. Yeah. And, um, no, sorry, 4 <laughs> and 5 They were their problems. 4 yeah. and 5, not 4, 5 and 6. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Australia and India were carrying passengers, particularly in the middle order batting and backup bowling. India's unevenness was even more pronounced than Australia's. They had the world's top two one-day batsmen in Virat Kohli and Rohit Sharma and the world's best bowler in Jasper Bumrah, but little else of substance. 
Mick, you might like this. The indulgent selection of 38-year-old MS Doney teetered on the brink of embarrassment throughout the World Cup and turned into catastrophic failure in the semi-final against New Zealand. Due to his eminence in the game, his past record and a peculiar authority-loving quality in Indian cricket politics, Doney was able to write his own ticket. He always brought calm and composure into his cricket, but at a certain age, a man can become too calm, too composed to the point of inertia. Too calm, too composed. He's basically fucking asleep at the crease. Tony's flat-footed wicket-keeping cost a vital catch at Old Trafford. Then his, in inverted commas, patience in the run chase reached the point of self-parody as he kept bunting singles and avoiding the strike even when he had Bhuvnavesh Kumar at his partner and 12 runs and over needed. His career ended as it must at 38, just a little too slow. India brought some star players to England but not a star team and they got what they deserved. Oh, and then so, looking forward bang. to the final, he says New Zealand also rely too heavily on too few, which is why England are and always have been the favourites. They have so many threats in both batting and bowling. Well, that is it a fair point. takes the perfect game and or their own nervous self-destruction to beat them. So yeah. oh, that's so what that's we're hoping for, some nervous it. self-destruction on Sunday night. Yeah. Fingers I crossed. disagree with... The opinion, Malcolm Doctor's opinion on Dhoni's innings in the semi. I think he played yeah. that almost perfectly. Yeah. I think other games he played. No, if he played it perfectly, so Alex, they would have won. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's why I said almost. <laughs> um, but I, I, I seriously have... think, he, like, he went the go slow, obviously, because that's his way. He does. That's his style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he. He did entrust a lot in the Jadeja. I can never say his name. Never say his name. He trusted a lot in the number eight to do what he did. But that being said, he was hitting them well, and Dodi needed to be there at the end. Yeah. Because they have, like you always said, Ross, they got three number 11s after Jadeja. Yeah. Um, I think he better one. They could have still won it if he didn't get hit, run out, hit, bloke hit one stump. Yeah, from the boundary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, his yeah. run out was like the Steve Smith run out. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. most times you wouldn't get run out. He's um, off stri- He hit that, that, it was the third last over, I think it was. He hit the sixth first ball. He yeah, yeah. It, cut shot know, for over six. Over point. Yeah. Hit it for six. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, if they needed 32, it's like, but he could hit three sixes in this over and three sixes in the next over, and they're done. That's over. Yeah. yeah. yeah like it's, exactly. it, was, it was perfectly feasible. He hadn't shown anything like that. And you saw that record. When he's not out, they'd won 47 run chases and yeah. um, lost one and tied one and no result or something like that. Like, yeah. unbelievable. He, it's, his tech, yeah. it's his style. It's the way he does it. And, you know, you think if yeah. you cut the shackles a little bit earlier and struck it a bit quicker, you could have not taking it down to the 50th over, which seems to be his style. He wants to take it into the 50th over. I Michael saw Bevan's him. style. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Bevan <laughs> used to do the same. They wanted to take for whatever reason, they just thought that they wanted to get it to the 50th over. They weren't going to win in the 48th or the 47th. No, they had to go to the Back 50th. Your overs. That's the rule. Yeah. Yeah, so yes. I disagree with that, but, mm. like, you know, you can... I, I see his point. Like, he does go... Oh, yes, I see his point. Start. But if he'd gone a little bit quicker, he might have gone out yeah. earlier. Which wouldn't mean yeah. they've not had a chance at all. So you know, I can't. I don't say he did it wrong at all in that innings. He was the just he was when ready leaving, to go, and he was a bit stiff with that run out. Yeah. Problem yeah. is when you're chasing eight or nine and over, and you're leaving pills outside off, you're being you're you're asking for criticism because it's just mm-hmm. fucking stupid. Yeah. And people yeah, can see oh, him yeah, and say, yeah. "Oh, he does this, he does that, rah rah." If 
if he didn't have if he didn't wield the power that he seems to wield behind the scenes, he wouldn't even be in that side. And I don't care what anyone fucking says. Yeah, oh, should have been when you got a guy like Pant who's young, a better keeper, and might not be as good a bat, but keeping's the main thing. Like you said, Donny's costing them catches and things like that. Like I'm sorry, but all you're doing is holding back another person, and that's like in the person who sh- who should have your spot. And it's been shown at Test Eleven that he's got your spot now, and he should have your spot everywhere. So just step aside and get out of the way. It's not all about you, mate. Like it's not about you and what you want to achieve. Right. Give it to him, Mick. <laughs> oh, yeah, it just shits me. Like it just shits me yeah. up the fucking wall. Like you saw it in, even when they played against when we played against them in India. Like no matter the situation, he just bats the way he wants to bat. He doesn't bat in the best interest of the team or winning the game. He just bats the way he wants to bat and just hopes it's going to work out. And like Ross says, that's the reason he gets the 50th over because he, you fucking bunt balls around when he should be like actually trying to get him to the fence just and just goes, oh, it'll be all right. I've got more balls. And it's just, it just shits me. Yeah. Good fucking riddance. <laughs> and, and it's not and he's always got a smug fucking look on his face. <laughs> there it shit. is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, it, and it's not, um, it's not like, uh, he is the best option, even though he's old. You know, it's not that case. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's probably, mm. let's say, at he's best really on par with Rispar Pud, yeah. I think, as a player at the moment. So it's not like you, yeah. And Rispar Pud can, well, he probably plays in his own way regardless anyway, yeah. but it's probably a bit more upside to the way he plays than Tony. But that being said, I thought he played that, that particular innings well. You know, there's other cases where you probably, you probably need to go harder, and he might have gone a little bit harder early, but I thought he played it. Well, they still had a chance to win, regardless. But yeah, no, good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so the women's ashes has been on. Ho oh, ho, Liz Perry. Yeah, seven for. Fucking dominating. We Australia smashed it. Rolled up a bunny spit. <laughs> They're terrible, England. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I didn't so watch it either. Just woke up the next morning. And I was like seventy four. Did it get washed out? No, we bowled him out. Your beauty. <laughs> Sitting on the V line with all my friends, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we still good. So, yeah, just we still go. I just clicked over an hour, so we'll keep it brief for you, David, because I know you know an hour of sedentary activity means you have to get up and you know run around the block or something. Elise Perry is the uh, player we need Marcus Stoinis to be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so Australia won the three um, ODIs against England, yes. clean sweep. They're worth two points each, so they now have six points. No, yeah, they're two points each. That's it. Yep. And and then. Um, Test match, if you win that, you get four points. Yep. And so Australia only need a draw in the test match, which they get two points, to win the multi-format Ashes series. After the one test, they have three T20 eyes. All so worth two all points as well. And all of that will occur in uh, now before the first Ashes test for the men. So it's nicely placed. Yeah, just as the World yeah. Cup wraps up, you get into a bit of women's Ashes, fills in that little two-week period. Do you get a clean air, as they like to say? So there's some good mm. stuff here, Ross. Mm. Um, so in the when they got rolled for, I think it was the second game they got rolled for seventy four. Last one, I think. Oh, no, I oh, the last one. Okay, so they didn't have a bowler available. I think this Brunt wasn't available for England oh, because yes. she rolled her ankle celebrating wildly getting Meg Lennig out in the previous yes. game. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Which is hilarious. Karma train just ran her over. It brings back to mind, I forget what the player's name, but the Pakistan guy who 
bowled a bloke and then decided to do the quick lean back and scream into the air with your fists pumped. Oh, um, yeah. Celebration and did his neck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So wasn't that in Sharjah just three months ago or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mm. lead back raw, the Stoiner style fucking go Hulk mode or whatever the fucking wakers call it. Celebration, over celebrated, did his neck. It's some great footage. Yeah. Talking but about wicked brings... celebrations, David, I yes. believe you've got an update for us on Afghanistan cricket. Oh, yeah. Um, so. It... Appears as if our man, the Incredible Hulk, the original, the best... Goldbard. Yeah, Goldbardine, or whatever you pronounce I think pronounce Goldbardine it. probably makes sense. Yeah. Goldbardine, I don't know. Ah, not Goldbard, in that sense, but stupid. Mr. Um, yeah, so he's been sacked as Captain Ross of the uh, <laughs> Afghanistan... Oh, I suppose Tigers. I think they're all Tigers in that region, aren't they? You got <laughs> yeah, everyone's Tigers. Yeah. Um, and... Being replaced with our man, Rashid Khan, the man who averaged oh, 90 hey. in the World Cup. Oh. So they, they're on their third captain in a month or eight weeks. Yeah. Talk, talk us through that. The, re, the rare dual captain sacking yeah. of a World oh, Cup yeah. doesn't happen no. often. Yeah. Got rid of Shazad, then got rid of Godolphin. Well, Godolphin order. He, he can't bowl. And then um, in the last game, he, it dawned on him that he can't bowl. So he decided to open the batting instead. So <laughs> oh, maybe a little bit of um, oh, me, me, me meant out, out, out. <laughs> him yeah. you know what that's just great captaincy i see where he's coming from <laughs> now while all this um uh, uh world cups been going on australia a tours and women's ashes there's another cricket event that we've been missing out on it's zimbabwe's tour of ireland and the netherlands wow it's been going on first t20 oh. is a day nighter in belfast uh it was abandoned without a match being bowled Abandoned without oh, a match being bowled. One fuck up and you pop it. One fuck up and he pops it. Match being bowled. We just fuck up every time we talk and he doesn't say shit. <laughs> um, just a quick one on that Australia A. They played their first four-day game against Sussex at the Arundel Castle ground, which is a beautiful ground in uh, that part of the world. Uh, our Arundel. man, uh, Phil Salt, was uh, opening the batting for Sussex. Uh, Laurie Evans Captain of the was there as well. Ah. He paid. And um, their second-rate bowling attack wasn't much for the Aussies. Joe Burns, 103.3. Marcus Harris, 109. No one else Incumbent. got many, which was uh, a bit of a worry. Tim Payne, 20 off um, 20 balls. Disappointing he didn't get his um, half cow in there. But uh, never mind. Um <laughs> Sussex uh, weren't much chopped second innings either. Salty is there, 21. And uh, they were all at 120, which means Australia had to chase down 11. Marcus Harris got them all. 12 off six balls. Oh, three nom, nom, fours. Nom, 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 nom. Hit three fours in the first over. They had to come back the next day and bowl one over. Sussex. I think was, Harris two. was pissed off because he couldn't get an extra day of the piss, apparently, which is all you need. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's, that's what tours like that are all day. about, Alex. You know that. Yeah. yeah. Sucking cans. Yeah, so so that game. The sprinklers on underneath the covers so you can get on the piss and shit, just like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we're meant to have a, a one day game against uh, the, the board president's second 11, but oh, the pitch got all wet. Yeah. <laughs> Bugger. Oh, get back yeah. on the bus. Off we go. Yep. Go to the pub. All right. Embargo, uh, uh, night pub, go. fellas, let's head down there. Uh, that Aussie game, that Aussie A game also saw the debut of the new Australian kit with the names and numbers on the back, which are going to be featured in the Ashes. 
and didn't Twitter and social media lose their fucking minds over a couple of words and numbers on the back of a shirt? You fucking morons. The best bit, Mick, is that the shirts are going to have the names and number, but the woolly pulley is not. Oh, I know. Didn't, yeah. didn't old, uh, what's his name? Byron Croverdale or whatever his fucking name is. He, fucking, he was upset with that. <laughs> so, how, like, who fucking cares, mate? Go back to the chase and pretend you're smarter than everyone, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he still he still has more valid points than old salty Breddick, so yeah, give him. Oh that. yeah, but that fucking mate, I have more valid points than him. That's how fucking bad he's going. <laughs> Pilots are so uh, inconsiderate, Mick. Anyway. <laughs> they wouldn't even let him pilot the plane to England, even though he's never flown a plane before. What a bunch of pricks! Yeah, fucking inconsiderate boomer. <laughs> All right, the uh, one point that I forgot to talk about in the semi-final: uh, Adil Rashid running at the umpire. Uh, could have got a fine there. Didn't, I don't think. Uh, yes. And Jason Roy uh, having words and getting pissed off and, and trying to review his dismissal when um, I haven't seen... I've seen his dismissal. I haven't seen the review that Johnny Bairstow burned when he was LBW. Apparently it was just ridiculous. Shane Watson-esque. Oh, and yes. so then Roy tried to um, review his, but obviously couldn't. And... Um, Kumar Dharmasena, when he gave him out, it was weird. He hesitated, then he put his finger up. And as he had his finger up, he sort of, it looked like he was saying, oh, but I don't think it's out, or something like that. It was very strange. If you see it, it looked very weird. He, he delayed and hesitated. Yeah. Anyway, they're doing the final, those two. Uh, Maria Erasmus and Kumar Dharmasena, because um, the pom- two pommy blokes, Kettleborough and Gunnar Gould, can't do England games, so... Of course. Yeah, they're out. I don't know if Rod Tucker's got the call up to do the TV. I think he will because Chris Gaffney's English and he did the TV for Australia, India. So looks like uh, there will be an Australian presence at the World Cup final. Maybe Booney will be in the match referee's yeah. chair too. Hopefully. You have to have an impartial match referee to head over carbon yeah. copies. Of well, you can't have an Australian one then because no way Booney's going to be impartial with the English involved. <laughs> 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 He'll probably be too pissed to notice anyway. Yeah. That being said, like, I know we talk about this all the time, but now that you have the review system, the whole impartial umpire thing's a load of shit. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not true. 1975 with some bloke in the West Indies or the subcontinent just triggering blokes that he wants to, you know, go home or something. Like, it's not like that anymore. So right. that needs to be scrapped, I reckon. Yeah. But, yeah. They're full-time guys paid by the competition. They're full-time. So yeah. They get paid a lot of money. It's quite easy to sack them. Yeah, exactly. There's no excuses for being... Sack them all. Sack the cook. Get rid of everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sack everyone. <laughs> all right. So this was Australia. We're going to move on to the quiz now. Oh, oh. Wrap us up. There we go. Okay. So um, this is Australia's worst performance in a World Cup since 2011. Yep. Like that one? Cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we won the Great. last one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, 2011... There's a bit of a uh, changeover of eras. And the the quiz is, can you name the 2011 World Cup squad? And we'll just go around in turns. You name one player, I say yes or no, and you get a point, so on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So who do we start with? I start with Mick, then David, then Alex. Oh, I'm not going to win it all now. There's no chance. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, it's going to be Ricky Ponting. Yes, Punt is there. Yep. Yeah. Michael Clark. Yep. Uh, 2011. I'm just. Oh, uh, Hussey. 
Yes, Mike Hussey. He was actually yes. injured. Um, Fuck, that's lucky. <laughs> and then he he got replaced and had to pull out because he got put out with injury. Then there was an injury later in the tournament and he got added back in. Oh, I didn't know that at all. Okay. Uh, 2011 would be Shane Keith Warren. No, he'd retired ah, by then. Bugger. Shane Watson, Ross. Shane Watson, did you say? Yep. Yep, correct. Fuck. Alex. Uh, oh, Bracken. Nathan Bracken. Yep. Uh, no. Oh. No, I think he must have been injured by then. He was gone by then. Yeah. Oh, was he? Oh. All right, back to Mick. Uh, Brad Hodge. Brad Hodge, no. Oh. Brad Haddon, Ross. Yes, Brad Haddon. Good, David. Uh, Clint Mackay. Alex, no. No. What? Didn't make Who it. the fuck bowled? <laughs> um. Clippercock must have been in between World Cups then. Uh, 2011. David Warner? Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, yes, sorry, sorry. This is not it. It's not, sorry. <laughs> what are you it's, at? it's not in order. I don't know what order it's in. It's, uh, it's not in order this list. So, yes. Yes, no. Yes. Haddon um, and Warner. One for Mick there. Yes. Uh, Mitchell Johnson? Uh, yes, Mitchell Johnson, David. Good. Who else bowled? Fucking hell. Uh, 2011. Yep. Oh, nothing Simons? World Cup. Uh, nah, he's gone by then. It's a real nothing oh, World Cup for Australia. I looked at this squad and I was like, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't told you half of this team. Yeah. Good, good quiz then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 2011, eh? 2011. We've got seven, and there were 16 players because there was injury replacements. <laughs> yeah. Seven out of 16 so far. 2011. I'm trying to think of the spinners. Oh. Um, D-Bowl? Doug Bollinger? Yes. Oh, hey, good nice big. He was the... Um, Doug Bollinger's ruled out with injury midway through the group stage, and Mike Hussey replaced him, like for like. <laughs> <laughs> like for like. That's <laughs> uh, my turn, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, gee, we're getting down to the shit end now, aren't we? Was, yeah, um, we've only done eight, so not really. But yeah. Well, they're all shit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, was James Hopes in that squad? No. Oh. Uh, um, Cameron White. Yes. Oh, yeah, good one, one game. Mixed her, not yours. Yeah, no, I'm just talking about Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, it's right. I'm just trying, I'm just, I'm thinking <laughs> at the moment. I'm all fucking shut up on a spoken word meeting. What are we up to? Nine. Uh, Sean Marsh? No. Must have been injured. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, else? Shit, was, um, was Brett Lee still floating around then? Yes. Oh. oh, I didn't want to say him because I thought he must have been gone. I'll say Peter Siddle. No. What? Yeah, there's more fast bowlers. Yeah, yeah. He's wild. Who? That's what our job is to guess. guess. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask who was going to guess. I asked who played. Who's uh, going to guess? David, you'll go, Alex. 
No, I just said pedestal, so it's mixed. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. Back to Mick. Um, 2011. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to guess that we had a backup keeper and it was Matty Wade. We did have a backup keeper. It's not Matty Wade. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, there was a backup keeper there. Yeah, shit. Who the fuck was the backup keeper? Good question. Um... I'm going to say Mitchell Stark was floating around at that time. No, he didn't play. Well, was he in the squad? Because that's what no. we were asking. No, he wasn't okay. in the squad, sorry. Uh, uh, fuck. James Pattinson? Ooh. No. no. You good. saved me because I was going to say that again. Um, <laughs> other keepers floating around. Wade Seckham? Ha! Wait a second. No, no, he's not Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That was just joking. <laughs> no idea. Wait a second. That's funny. There hasn't uh, been too many. Like, Queensland. Oh, um, Graham Manu? No. Oh. oh, I was too scared to say that because I thought it might be like Marcus North. I'm just going to say Oh, yeah, no. it's a good one. No. Oh. So what are we... How many have we got to go? Who's the got, spinner? Um, you've got six to go. Yeah, there's a spinner, a couple of fast bowlers, backup okay, keeper but... and a batsman. George Bailey. No. Is there, is there shit that we should recognise in here that we're not? Yes. Okay. There's two obvious ones and then two obscure ones. The three obscure ones. Four obscure oh, ones. Sorry, right. two, we, two clear we, ones, four obscure. <laughs> if we're going obscure, I'm going with um, Dan Cullen. No. Oh. Who's the spinner? Yeah, that's the, that's the one. That's the obscure one. Oh, uh, Horitz. Yeah, well, Horitz was in the squad initially but didn't go because of injury, so he's not oh. part of it. And he was replaced with this person. Fuck. Mm. Oh, I think I know the spinner. <laughs> go, Mick. Um, 2011. Fucking hell. Uh, bu- 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 <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I got, um, Adam Voges? No. Ooh. Good thinking, good thinking, sorry. Okay, we ready? We all done? Yeah. Can I just name, try and name the spinner for no extra points? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Oh, now I've forgotten. <laughs> 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 Just wanted Peter to Peter Taylor. <laughs> who the fuck is it? Is Doherty? No. No, it's close. That's not who I thought. Right. Okay. Okay. okay, so anyway. here we go. Uh, Steve Smith played. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah. He was 21 <laughs> and had played 10 ODIs. He would nearly right. been the spinner. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. no, he wasn't, but he might have... Gone as a bit of a spinner, yeah. yeah. The backup keeper was Tim Payne. Ah! Oh. He'd played 24 one days at that point. Oh, All right. The the fast bowlers that they took with them, Bollinger, who was withdrawn, uh, Mitchell Johnson, Brett Lee, then 2007 World Cup winner, Sean Tate. Oh! oh. Yeah. Chuck and Rock, Sean Tate! Yeah. yeah. Who'd played 25 ODIs up to that point in time. Not Jeez. many. And 
John Hastings, who'd played two oh, ODIs. Duke. So you said Clint McKay, but no, it was John Hastings. He oh. played two ODIs at that point in time. Okay, and the spinner, after Horrocks yeah. pulled out, was Jason Crazier, who'd played oh, one ODI. Oh, crazy Crazier. <laughs> one, one ODI. Yep. One. Right to the oh World Cup. Oh, oh crazy, jo- crazy Jason's <laughs> off-spinning Emporium. Fucking hell. Did we make the semis that... No, we lost. This is it's, it's Australia's worst World Cup performance since '92. They lost the quarterfinal to India. It was a good game, actually. Yeah. They could have gone either way, but yeah. Um, really pointing better from him. Yeah, that's right. And the backup batsman who came in for Hussey when he initially got injured was Voges was good and Bailey and all those ones. No, but it was Cal Ferguson. Oh, jeez! Oh, yep. Never got that. Yeah, and I think that's it. Yeah. So who won the quiz? Probably me. Yeah, David got five. Mick got three. Alex got two. Yes. Judging by that squad, got maybe 10 out Shane. Of 16. Judging by that squad, maybe Shane Keith Warren should have fucking been playing. <laughs> fucking... I bet you he. Um, yeah. I bet you there was a newspaper article where he offered his services. Yeah, halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was good. yeah, that's where Michael Clark picked that up from. He got it off his yeah. great mate Warney. All right, do we have... We've had a lot of um, uh, World Cup feedback. All I say is that uh, the World Cup finals on free-to-air TV in England, first game since the last day of the 2005 Ashes that's on free <laughs> television. So good luck to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was one other... day in 2013 that was telecast on free-to-air. or something like that, I think. But apart oh, really? From... Okay. Yeah. My mistake. Good to got you okay. here fact-checking. Yeah. Yeah, fact checking, man. I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, I'm gonna. Can I just guess the spinner? Oh, I've forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I don't think. If, I don't think if, if it was even David Dunn. Who yeah. was thinking of anyway? Right, we had enough. Yeah, yeah I we think had enough. Yep. Okay. Then uh, <laughs> uh, all bets are off. You can find us on all major social media and podcasting platforms, <laughs> iTunes, SoundCloud, off. Facebook, Twitter, at Midoff Cricket, on our website, midoffcricket.wix.com, slash home, where you can read something about a review of the 2011 World Cup, perhaps. <laughs> the next podcast. <laughs> that was the last time it was updated. <laughs> we, we, we waxed lyrical about how good this uh, bloke called Steve Smith might be and how we thought um, Hastings would lead us to victory in the next World Cup. All that stuff's on there. But until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. Nice one. See you, lads. See ya.